everyone. This is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you guys could join me today for today's interview. I have Councilman uh, Whitfield with me on today, Ivan Whitfield of the Pine Bluff City Council, and he's going to be answering some questions for us. He's up for the uh, runoff re- election, and um, he's kind of just going to be um, voicing some of his um, concerns and different things like that in the community. And um, Mr. Whitfield, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to us a little bit? Yes, I am Ivan Whitfield. Uh, I now serve as the third ward alderman uh, for the city of Pine Bluff. And in Pine Bluff, we have uh, four wards. And I am the council person alderman of the third ward. Awesome. So can you tell everyone what your responsibility is as the current member of the city council? Like what roles do you um, play? Um, to, to really understand it, to make it what I call a uh, layman's term, uh, we are uh, actually the legislative body. We pass the ordinance, the resolution. Um, if there's a tax hike in our city, things of that nature, that's what we do. Uh, we also handle the budget for the city. Uh, those two items encompass what we do. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are complaints that would come in from citizens in your ward, whether it be a pothole, whether it be uh, water staying too long in the ditches, whether it be a public safety issue. You try to be a go-between between the citizen and whoever they need to talk to because they don't know the department here at City Hall. So when they call the council person or the alderman, then we try to be the one that will contact them to let them know there's an issue that needs to be handled. So basically what you're saying is like um, when people see different things in the community that they want change, they don't have to just kind of sit by and complain, but there is also like city officials who can help handle that, even something so simple as a pothole in the street. Yes, that, that's one of the great things the way that it's set up. You know, if you just complain about it, it's not going to change. That's you right. must uh, participate in it. You must reach out to someone that can cut you through the red tape if you want to get that pothole filled. And your council person, your alderman, uh, alderwoman would be the one that you want to reach out to first and foremost to say, this is what we have. And a lot of our citizens has in fact used it, but some are not aware that they really can do that. Oh, well, hopefully they'll be made aware today. So you said that you were the councilman of the third ward. Can you t- ward? Can you tell how many um, wards there are and specifically um, where is the third ward? Uh, there's actually four wards in the city of Pine Bluff. The third ward, um, the best way I can tell you, would be south, the southwest of Pine Bluff. It would be the Old Warren Road area. It would be the Lake Street 13th area. Uh, it goes all the way out to Supper Spring. Um, it goes out to the Watson Chapel area. It, it also encompasses uh, Ridgeway Road all the way to uh, the city limits. And so that's that's the, the boundaries of uh, the third wall. Okay, awesome. So I think that's so important um, if people want to go out and um, um, get you elected, then they need to know uh, which ward to cover. And if you're in, if they're in your, if they're, they are in your zone. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go on to um, some more questions. We're going to, um, I'm going to ask you, what are some of the goals that um, your current election has allowed you to be able to accomplish um, in your position? 
I haven't had the opportunity and have been blessed because before I became a council person, I was on the Department of Police Department for 35 years. Oh, awesome. So therefore, I was blessed to have uh, attended council meeting uh, before I became uh, a council person. So I watched how the operation works. I saw that uh, there was a need for representation. And I had made up my mind earlier that once upon, when I retired, that's something that I would look at doing. Um, so what has happened, uh, I was elected in 2017. I took office in 2018. Um, some of the things that I, I, I can say that we passed, I passed legislation. We, we have here in our city aquatic zone, mm -hmm. uh, but yet we don't have enough children that I feel like we're getting our bang for our book. So I passed legislation that any child in the city of Pine Bluff could come and swim free at the aquatic center. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, I passed legislation that uh, that would make, uh, we have a drainage problem here. Mm -hmm. So I passed legislation and continue to work on those, that legislation that would help us with our drainage. Um, so you said that um, you passed legislation to get children into the aquatic center for free. Um, you was talking about the drainage problem. You want to kind of the drainage problem. Uh, and another thing that we have here, the biggest issue we have in the city of Pine Bluff, and it affects uh, everything, which is public safety. Uh, I uh, I sponsored legislation to uh, increase the the number of officers on the street, as well as to pay the officers more pay the firefighters more um, because it just it's mandatory uh, there's no other entity you can go to to guarantee your safety uh, the city is supposed to uh, sponsor that initiative so I felt like we had a big turnover in the police department and we were trying to stop the bleeding so more a better benefit package and more money, uh, better working conditions would, would help anything uh, to make it better. So I sponsor legislation to work with the police and the fire to to, to pay the officer more, uh, to bring more civilians into a position where they need to be. Uh, those kind of initiatives that I've been proud of. And when you're dealing with public safety, uh, you can't be everywhere at one time. But we have, uh, now technologies have allowed us to utilize a camera system. Um, and I sponsor legislation to, to increase the number of cameras we have in our community. Not just for the illegal dumping, but for criminal activity that officers may not see. A shooting may occur on a main street and then a car flees, uh, flees the, the, the area. If the camera is set up in the proper manner, uh, it would be recorded there, and that would help the officer during the investigation. Uh, I sponsor legislation for lights. I just believe that if you, at nighttime, our city is too dark, mm -hmm. and, and people don't do the same thing when the light's on as they do when the light's off. So I feel like a brighter pine bluff is a better pine bluff. 
I, I like that. A brighter palm look than a bitter palm look. I, I like that. Yes. Um, so what would you what would you say to someone who uh, may not be because um, um, there is a lot of um, controversy surrounding um, I would say police officers and firefighters and different things. Well, not really firefighters. We're mainly just police officers, but I, um, they are part of like the safety protocol. So what would you um, say to someone who may not agree with you? Maybe. Um, kind of supporting legislation for, um, because you worked on a police force, so you've seen both the um, side of it where it's um, on the field and off the field of it. So um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I say to uh, our young boys, when I get a chance to speak to a group of uh, uh, young boys, that one of the issues that I've seen when I was there and since I've been gone, that some of the major problems is that uh, we try to beat the police on the street. You can't win on the street. The police has the gun. Mm -hmm. They have the radio. They got the badge. They have the handcuffs. They have the police car. They got their weapons. Uh, they got their backup. Yeah. You cannot win on the street. And they have, now we, we got it where they have the body, body cameras. So what you do is, the key to that is, is being in compliance. Uh, know what you can do and you can't do. Uh, most of the incident that happens that gets out of hand because uh, the young person that gets stopped may not want to comply with what the officer said because they have a bad taste in their mouth in reference to the officers. But I say to you and to others, they had a thing going around called defund the police. Mm -hmm. If we ever thought about doing that, could you really live in a community without the police? You cannot survive. Um, because there's always an evil thought going on in some of our citizen minds. And when you defund it, take things away, uh, that's not going to help our community. I, I would agree with that. Because um, everybody isn't the same. Just because you have some, like, some bad apples and a, a good bunch. Because um, I believe that um, the police, they play a, a very vital role in um, society because uh, pretty much when um, you get into like certain situations, the first person you say, I'm going to call the cops, I'm going to call um, 911. I mean, I know that there are just, um, we're not going to talk about that and get into like just different um, controversies and different things like that. But um, I, I do um, believe that um, they are vital to the um, community and the firefighters and um, different ones who stand on the front line and things that we don't even think about um, that certain ones face every day. Yes. Um, so, very much so. Um, they all work together on it and uh, not only just a, a uniform, but there are people behind the scene that answer. That if you call 911, the police department don't answer. There's a civilian, uh, non-uniform personnel that has a vital role in your safety, and they have to take the call and then dispatch it. So it, it works hand in hand. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you for explaining that. Just in case, like, because you know. Um, so, so you can give a, a more uh, a better perspective on um, different things like that concerning the um, legislation that you passed. Um, and so um, I think you answered some of the other questions that I had. Um, like, what was your, um, when did you first decide one day I'm going to run for a political office? Let's answer that. While, you know, while being a police officer and interacting with the legislators, the, the government branch of the city, I knew then that upon me leaving office that I would seek a, uh, a political seat, an ultimate seat, because I saw the need to help people. Awesome. And um, sometimes we 
we talk about helping people. And then when we get into an office position, we forget the people. Well, I wanted to be one, uh, at the end of the day, they would say that whether I was a police officer or whether I was the Alderman Ward three, that I was reachable, I was approachable, and I took time to explain what I know. If I don't know it, I believe in saying to you, give me your number, I'll get back with you. So that's what made me, I watched some of my, uh, I say, I call them my forefathers when I was a young officer, uh, they had senior people on the council. I watched them struggle with legislation, trying to bring things to the neighborhood. At that particular time, back in those days, this city was majority white, um, now it's majority black. Um, I just felt like uh, in due time that we could have the same things in our neighborhood that others had. So I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of those that um, would say, I wish I knew one of those council persons so I could tell them this and they could take my concern back. So I wanted to make it well that I would be approachable to one that and say that you can talk to Alderman Whitfield. Well, I would definitely say that um, since I've um, met you, you have been approachable. And um, um, I know that I kind of walked up to you uh, randomly and was like, hey, I'm, I'm Stacey Baldwin, and I would really uh, like your um, to get in contact with you. And um, you were so open and willing to be able to give me your contact information. And um, since, since then, calling you and asking you for this interview, um, you've been um, approachable and just um, understanding and patient uh, with with small beginnings, you don't yeah. forget about the small people. That, that's what you know. That's what that's who really put people in position, and then we start dealing with only the big people. Uh, I never wanted to be that individual. I, I just always, I, when I was a police officer, I always said that if I left here tomorrow, I want them to say, uh, not that I was a good police officer, but I was a good servant. So I take, I took that initiative to the council. That regardless of what I pass, what I try to do, regardless of my vote, that I looked out for those that did not have a voice and that I was a servant of the people. Awesome. I think it's so important in whatever role or capacity you play in that you do it in a, um, with a servant mindset. Um, and so, like, going forward, what are some of, like, um, the things you hope to get accomplished if you um, are to win um, the re-election? Well, I, I still want to, um, even in the midst of all that I attempted to pass, I did pass last year, some of those uh, things that I named, um, the council don't agree with all of them. And the mayor has the authority to repeal and replace. And some of those, she decided to repeal and replace it with other things. So I think uh, on my second term, if the God say so and the citizens vote the correct way, uh, I look forward to putting a stronger initiative on public safety because I, I not just because I am a former officer, but I just believe that a strong public safety brings investments to our community. A strong public safety brings um, a better collaboration even with, if you want to say with the school. And I, I try to tell everybody, we can't do anything with the school, but we can talk and we can train and help the public safety officer that works at the school. So a strong, a strong and good public safety uh, brings more residents to our community. It, it takes away that uh, thing about the 
we just gonna let crime run rapid. So I think other steps of acquiring the needs that they'll need uh, would be great. I, I just believe that um, one of the big things, another thing we have here is we have a bad flooding problem. I've talked about the infrastructure in our community. I, uh, I asked for $2 million to be put into the infrastructure. It passed, they came back, the mayor did not like it, and it was repealed. Uh, but now, the, uh, because of that, and we discussed it day in and day out, um, here recently we were notified that we have some $32 million uh, for to help us out with our flooding problem. So I look forward to being a part of that to make sure that all wards are represented because it's flooding in our whole city. And we just can't pick one ward or just two wards and say, we're going to help. We must spread this across the whole city because everybody in our city pays taxes and they should be able to do that. So hopefully uh, that's a, another initiative that I look forward to working on. Um, since I left the police department and, and COVID hit, um, we used to have programs for our children. When I always said when, when I was a little boy, I came from a family of 13, we didn't have the money to go to certain events. So my goal was if I could get the police department to put on events for our children, and it would help us two ways, to give our children something to do, and then help the children see that the policemen don't only come to your house or come and deal with you when they have to arrest your mother, your father, or your brother. So it was a win-win for both sides. COVID hit, now we're not able to have those programs. We had a basketball tournament, baseball tournament, we had a summer program, we had fishing derby, uh, we had Easter egg hunt, uh, black history program, um, but for some reason those things have faded away. And I would love to see it. Uh, we talk about our children and when we run for office, we say we don't do things for our children. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it fails. We don't do it. So I look for that uh, for our children. And the last thing I, I can think of is that everybody don't uh, go to the casino. Our, our, our older people need something to do, mid-aged people. Uh, I sponsor legislation that we would prepare to get us a racetrack in our community. Mm -hmm. Racetrack brings about a family atmosphere. Well, what I was trying to call it was an amusement park. Uh, it won't be a big amusement park, but on one side of the park, you could have a racetrack. On the other side, you could have other entities that would attract our children. That way, uh, tourists would come to Pine Bluff. And while they hear gambling, somebody would say, well, I'm gonna take the kids to ride the Ferris wheel. Uh, the daddy may say, well, I'm gonna go over and watch the race, the, the, look at the racetrack. So when you put those things together, uh, that's a strong package. Those are the kind of things that I wanna work on in the upcoming four years. Cool, Dean. So it's, it's awesome, because it sounds like to me, like you not only are just focused on your work ward, but you're also focused on just the overall goal and accomplishments of the city of Pine Bluff and attracting not only, um, not only attracting tourism into the area, but also uh, making sure that the different um, individuals and families are taken care of as well and have something to do and different things like that. Um, vitally important. Is, yeah, I believe it's, it is vitally important, um, especially since uh, 
you know, when, when you have families, you have children, um, and you raise them in the community, you know, they, you want them to have good experiences to talk about and reason to make them want to stay um, within the community and be like, this is a community that I want to grow in and help grow. Um, and so I think that's um, so important um, in order to pass legislation and different things like that that involve our family and our children. Um, and that brings in and attracts tourism. Because I know that was one of the goals of the Saracene Casino, right? Was yes. to attract tourism to the um, yeah. area. Um, and so I'm, hope, I'm hoping to see more things like that come into Pine Bluff, um, where um, more um, tourism and different things and the uh, vision, the goal for downtown really gets off the ground. I'm really um, hoping um, that that does occur. Um, I don't have any more questions for you, but um, is there anything else that you feel like wasn't said that you would like um, for um, people to know? Uh, I believe you've covered the majority of all, but there's one hot item that uh, in this political arena that everybody's talking about. If you okay. can give me a minute to explain that and my stance on that, and because I, I, I'm one that's very vocal on it and I don't hide from it. Uh, that initiative, is, they call it the, uh, the Go Forward Initiative, uh, which is in our community. It, yeah, I've uh, heard of that. It's, they, they passed legislation uh, in our community, and people voted for it um, to allow them to use $4.5 million a year to, um, to spend in the city. The problem with it was that the money that was being spent was not allotted for a certain area. It didn't say spend five hundred dollars on, on on our children or spend five hundred thousand dollars on a park or five hundred thousand dollars on the street. They passed legislation that gave them four point five million dollars to do what they want to do with it, and they misled the citizen because the citizen believed that they would do the right thing. Well, I I, I did my research and um, they bought three abandoned hotels with taxpayer dollars. They bought one hotel, paid $1.2 million for it, and did not even get it fully inspected. After spending $1.2 million, they um, found out that the hotel wasn't any good. Now they have to tear it down. That's taxpayer dollars gone. So I had a bad taste in my mouth about it. Um, they paid $554,000 for a building uh, old bingo parlor that's a half a block from the railroad track. Question why did they buy it? They said they was going to build some condominiums there, some apartments. My mindset is who's going to work all day and come home and go to an apartment half a block from a railroad track and you know the train comes down at 20 to 25 dollars, 20 to 25 times every day. I just think you're misleading our citizens. So I was against that. I still am against it. I'm not against go forward. I'm against the plan that they are doing now. If they invest money in something positive, something that's going to attract, attract tourism, uh, the culture of our community that would draw people in, uh, our black history here, um, uh, most of downtown years ago was owned, years ago was owned uh, by our forefathers. There are artifacts and everything else all around the community. If they had a building like this that they uh, could use to have tourists to come, people would come and see that. If we would get together, and they, they do have a forward fest, 
But if they would get together and do something for our students while they're here at UAPD, uh, that's a better way of doing things. Uh, um, they voted, they was against the racetrack. That's why it failed. So I wanted to make sure people understand my stance on it, on Go Forward. I'm not against the Go Forward. I'm against how they are misappropriating and spending tax dollars without being held accountable. Basically what you're saying is that you're 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 in support you're you you're in support of the the ideas that they have but as far as um, them not really following through and implementing um, what they um, say they're going to do that's the part of it that you have a problem. That's the problem with. I have a problem. They, they they have as, as of this day they probably have collected close to 17 million dollars. And oh. we don't have and we don't have one building built yet. Well the county has a group they call the P3 group. They have put together, and and within three years, the P3 group, which I don't understand the process of it, but they have put together three buildings in three years. The Go Forward Initiative has 16, 17 million dollars, and not one brick and mortar building do we have erected in our community. And if I'm a investor, because I'm a taxpayer, I have to ask, where's that money going to? That's a good question, especially if it's, a, if it's the taxpayer's dollars. Um, they want to want to see something after a while. Yes. Um, so I think that's I, um, I think that's very interesting and very um, good for the public to know, uh, to kind of like, um, I don't want to say put pressure, but just kind of um, ask and show concern about, you know, um, how is this um, uh, benefiting us even more? Um, so, so I thank you for bringing that out um, because I learned something um, new because um, um, I'm familiar with the go forward um, and different things like that. And so um, I think it's um, very beneficial for you to um, share that with us. Well, thank you. Uh, I just so, want to thank you for inviting me here to, uh, to have an open discussion. I think that's great and I appreciate it. And I yes. uh, hope that... Uh, reach someone that maybe they can say, I didn't know this or didn't know that. and uh, But I am this way. Uh, I have one, if it's okay with you, I am Ivan Whitfield. I have my phone number is open to the public and it's 870-643-7252. If there's something in the city of Pine Bluff that uh, you need help with, you can call. If it, I, I will direct you to your own alderman if you don't know your auto person or if it's something that I can do. I look forward to doing it. Um, if I can't, if it's something we don't deal with, I'll tell you the best place to go. I mean, awesome. there's nothing hidden. It's just an open book, straight to the point. Awesome. So you guys, you put it out there. Um, Ivan Whitfield, he's the alderman of the third ward. And um, if there is help, uh, if there's anything, something in the city that you would need help with, um, then you guys know that you have uh, representatives in the city um, that are willing to uh, meet with you about your different concerns and needs. Um, I appreciate you. And something that we do on the podcast before we close out is we end with a prayer um, just to um, kind of walk it out. So if you don't mind, we're going to go ahead and end this That's podcast wonderful. with a prayer. Wonderful. And I thank you so much for um, interviewing with me on today. I really do. Thank you. Um,
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for your love, your strength, and your protection, and your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for just um, blessing the city officials, Lord God, and blessing the things, Lord God, that um, they are trying to get accomplished and done, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you would just give them wisdom and guidance, Lord God, in leading the city, Lord God, in its goals. We thank you for your love, and we appreciate you for your kindness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I pray that you all will go for it and be blessed in Jesus' name. One, so I decided to come back on um, and do a little segment after the interview, um, having listened to it over again. Um, and I think the interview was, was awesome. Um, but I also um, have learned um, even more things because when someone says something, I want to go and kind of uh, make sure that I'm doing um, right because this is a victoriously anointed podcast. Um, and if you don't know anything about the Go Forward movement, it's an initiative here in Pine Bluff that's trying to um, do various things in the city um, and I can um, kind of tell you he kind of told you some things that um, that uh, the councilman kind of told you some things that he was kind of concerned about um, um, regarding the movement um, but in and doing that I also want to come back and kind of um, share some of the things that they have done um, because one thing I um, don't want to do on the victoriously anointed podcast is um, kind of um, uh, not share um, the good um, along with different things. You know, each every time you're trying to do something, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be difficulties. So I don't know everything um, concerning um, the Go Forward moving, Movement, but I do know um, about the buildings um, in downtown Pine Bluff. If you were to ride by, you would kind of see the doors on them. Um, they recently had a town hall meeting um, expressing and telling the community the, the things that they have done. Um, and within the community, they had that on um Oh, I'm trying to thank you guys. On Tuesday, um, the 14th of this month, uh, um, telling the community about the different things that they've done for first responders. Um, um, they did a $50,000 grant uh, for um, different safety protocols. Um, I know that they're responsible for the generator that's downtown. And I know that they have um, a vision um, and still implementing the things that they um, um, have um, spoken about. Um, I'm not going to... Um, guarantee what anybody is um, has done or hasn't done. Um, I just know that I um, believe in the city of Pine Bluff and I just um, want to see things go forward. Um, I know that um, there are different um, talks of um, investments within the city and um, um, if God, if the Lord will, then uh, maybe we'll see some of those investments come to pass. Um, I appreciate Councilman Whitfield for coming on and expressing his concerns because I'm pretty sure um, there are other people within the um, city who probably um, have had the same concerns. Um, and so um, I would just say um, hopefully um, within the next um, few years or any, things like that, um, from what was expressed at the town hall meeting that they recently had, um, that we will begin to see some of those changes. Um, this interview was recorded um, before um, I was able to attend, but after attending, I felt it necessary to kind of come on and um, share um, share some of those things. So some um, promises are um, still being uh, made that those things are um, in the works of being done. Um, so hopefully um, we'll be able to see those things um, and then you um, taxpayers will begin to see um, the bangs for the pocketbooks. Um, and remember this is um, Councilman um, Whitfield and he's up for um, the runoff re-election um, re on um, June 21st. Um, um, is is the um, final day, and um, so um, if you um, appreciate his words and you appreciate the things that you said, that he said, uh, that that you said, that he said, then um, 
uh, I hope that you would just kind of take him into consideration. I'm not in that ward. Um, I'm just kind of just um, sharing different things about the city because I care about the city of Pine Bluff. And I'm um, interested in interviewing um, different people who also care um, not only about the city of Pine Bluff. I'm just I just care about people in general. Um, so um, I have uh, been doing kind of somewhat of a focus on I'm focusing on God. The podcast is focusing on God, focusing on community, uh, focusing on different things, um, artists, entrepreneurs. Um, and so I thought it um, very beneficial if we could have a city city official. Um, to speak um, from their perspective um, concerning um, just different things that are going on in the city. Um, if today's podcast has been a blessing to you, if you learn something new, then I pray that you would just um, kind of share. And since I came back on and did this um, this segment, um, I'm going to do another prayer um, just for... Um, I'm going to do another prayer just for the city and um, for just different initiatives that have arose um, that are all seeking um, the same goal. So, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your many wonderful blessings, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing and touching the minds of people, Lord God, who have a heart and desire to want to see the city, city grow. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for bringing in the resources. We thank you for bringing in the people. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be able to unify, Lord God, to accomplish common goals. We thank you, Lord God, for just um, unifying the city, Lord God, to be able to get it done. Thank you, Father God, for just coming into the community, Lord God, touching the hearts of the people, touching the hearts of the city officials, touching the hearts of those, Lord God, who have started different initiatives, Lord God. Let it be done in love. Let it be done with purity. Let it be done with a heart, Lord God, to want to see the city grow, to want to see people succeed. Thank you, Lord God, for bringing in um, the tools, the resources, the financial abundance that we need, Lord God, in order to see the city sustained. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And I pray that each and every one of you um, know how loved you are and that you would just go forward and be blessed. You have just tuned in to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast with Lynn Stacy. You can go on various podcast platforms such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, and listen in. You can also go on Facebook or Instagram and follow at Lynn Stacy Studios. If today's podcast has been a blessing to you, please share and remember to go forward and be blessed.